It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Could the Dallas Cowboys trade up early in the 2022 NFL Draft? And if so, who might they be targeting? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys. Your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out at McCoolBCB. Landon, let's start with this. If the Cowboys trade up early in the 2022 draft, will you be surprised? I mean, I think if you had told me that you know a week or two ago, yes, I would have been surprised. I think I, 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 no, let me let me back let me backtrack. I, I would have been surprised if they traded in the first round, up in the first round. That would have been surprising. I think the, the idea of them trading up potentially in the second round isn't surprising because I think if you kind of look through uh, some of the the mock drafts that have been done, some of the simulations that I'm sure all of us have done, uh, there is definitely a, a spot where it feels like you're really kind of holding your breath. Uh, going to that 56 pick that if if you were able to execute just even a small trade up uh, that your options would be uh, would be better. I mean, you know, maybe even significantly better at the positions that you're kind of looking to target, no matter whether you picked a guard or a wide receiver in the first round. So um, I think from the second round trade up, I think that's something that has been kind of in the back of my mind for a while. Now with this John Machota uh, story, it sounds like a little bit more that uh, that trading up might be something that uh, the Cowboys are considering in the first round specifically. Yeah, the Cowboys are putting a lot in this draft, right? They really didn't do anything in free agency other than sign Dante Fowler and James Washington. And those guys are on one-year deals, basically placeholders for until we get to the draft. Um, so they, they need this draft class to produce. Uh, that's why it's a little bit surprising that John Mashota at The Athletic had an article saying he – fully expects the Cowboys to trade up early in this draft uh, because Jerry Jones wants an elite player, right? They want a CD lamb or a Micah Parsons, somebody that they graded at the very top of the positional group, somebody that can come in and start right away and be a productive player. sounds like that's what the Cowboys are chasing. So today, Landon, we're going to be looking at some trades or some trade options in both the first and the second round. Um, let's start with round one. 
if the Cowboys do trade up, is there a specific position that you think they would be interested in, in getting? I mean, I have to think wide receiver, or, or I mean, or maybe if they really feel like they needed it, uh, offensive tackle. Uh, you know, just simply, and I'm really basing the offensive tackle thing simply on the idea that it still is a little bit of a head scratcher that you see uh, Cross listed on, as uh, one of their thirty visits, right? Because you know, it yep. just doesn't kind of add up that he would make it down to where the Cowboys are picking. I mean, we have seen some other mock drafts that are kind of shown that that he gets within striking distance um but i i just because his name kind of sticks out like a sore thumb on the 30-day uh, uh visit list i would say that maybe he's a target but outside of that you know kind of little hint or or, or clue i would say it's got to be wide receiver right because i just don't think that there's that many guards that are worth training for, up for unless you're talking about a small trade up to like secure zion johnson or something like that I don't imagine that they're going to trade up for, you know, a defensive end. Maybe someone like Jordan Davis, maybe they, they trade up for Jordan Davis because they feel like he's a rare prospect and there isn't a lot of, uh, of, of options, a defensive tackle later in the draft that are like that appealing. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm kind of, scrambling to find positions because to me yeah. wide receiver is the, is the one that, that well, kind of stands out. All right, well, let's let's go through this because I actually have some names I wanted to talk about. Receiver. Do you see anybody in this wide receiver class that is worth giving up an additional pick for? Because in my opinion, the answer is no. I, I, I think all of them would be good picks at 24, but I don't see anybody in this class that's near CeeDee Lamb as a, you know, as a prospect. I don't see anybody like a Jalen Waddell I feel like these are all guys that should be picked in the second half of the first round. And that's just not that appealing for me to give up pick 56 or 88 or whatever to go get one of these guys. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of should refine a little bit of what we're talking about, right? Because if we're talking about moving up two or three picks, that's one thing, but if we're talking I, I don't about- think, I don't think that's what John was talking about. John Machota. Yeah, I, I, my guess is if you're moving up, it's to go get a, it's to go get a, somebody that you grade as a top ten player in this class, right? So I, then, if that's if that's the case, then like what? Like if we're talking about wide receiver, we're talking about Drake London, Garrett Wilson, maybe. And I don't see Bur- any of those guys being. I like them. I, I just don't see yeah. those guys being worthy of giving up. It's like 56 to go get. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like if we're, if that's what we're talking about, then I mean, maybe the position is not offensive line or, or a wide receiver, you know, like maybe it is something like Jordan Davis, who's a a rare player, a rare prospect. You know, I, I just, I I can't, I just, just logistically, I have a hard time seeing it being anyone outside of, of, I got one offensive line or wide receiver. Okay. I saw one mock today and I can't remember exactly where it was from where Evan Neal fell to pick 12. Okay. Wow. Now, typically, and we'll get to this when we talk about uh, trading in the second round, I don't think the Cowboys would trade up for a guard only. I just don't see that. I don't even know if they would do that in the second round. I, I don't know if they would give up multiple picks to get a left guard only. However, if you're getting somebody like Evan Neal, who has guard experience and was an all-American at guard with the idea that, hey, 
when Tyron's done or when Tyron's hurt, we can slide him from left guard to left tackle. That becomes really appealing. And I, I could see why a move from 24 to 12 would make some sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting name for sure, especially if the idea is that you play him a guard a little bit until he, you know, sort of the Tyler Smith kind of uh, route that we were discussing earlier. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think that may, certainly makes sense. Uh, you know, I think, to me, if it's a trade up, it's got to be likely for an offensive lineman or for a wide receiver or, a, like I said, a rare prospect who's at a position where there isn't a lot of of uh, stock inside the the this draft class. So uh, that certainly fits all you know ticks all the boxes, right? It, it you immediately get help on your offensive line at guard. You you solidified the position, uh, the left tackle position for the future when Smith leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you, you give yourself uh, the the modern version of Flozell Adams, the, the the kitchen as they or the, yeah. the the fridge, uh, you know, like version of that the modern day. So, I, I think there is value in that, and I certainly would be uh, thrilled to have a guy like Evan Neal on the team. That's for sure. Uh, I think it it very much is going to hinge on, you know, what are you giving up. Uh, not only pick wise, but but opportunity wise, player wise, to 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 get in the second. What are you getting? What do you could you get in the second round? Could you potentially then also flip your third round for a proven wide receiver, maybe, and and do something like that? Yeah. So just going off the trade value chart, it would probably cost the Cowboys their first round pick, a second round pick, and one of your fifth round picks to go from twenty four to twelve. I think I would do that for Evan Neal, though. If you're if you're telling me I feel my biggest need at left guard, and I get a guy that could potentially be a tackle down the road, I'm doing that. Yeah, a good tackle too. Like you a know, I mean, tackle. I think this is a yeah. I think this is a guy that could be a very good tackle soon. So um, yeah, I mean, I think most teams are actually looking at him as starting as starting at tackle. Left right? tackle. So yeah, yeah I, I definitely think that uh, this is a guy that kind of fits that mold. He's a sort of rare in that situation. Cause you're not going to be able to do that with cross. You're not gonna be able to do no, that with some of no. these other guys. If he specifically falls to a point where you can get him and then you have this kind of in place to move him to guard with the tackle down the road. I like that plan. And I think you could probably, you now you got to find a way to make the wide receiver situation work. Um, and that's kind of, that's going to be the next part of that conversation is how do you kind of make yourself comfortable with the rest of your roster after kind of giving away assets to go up and get Evan Neal. All right, so one more. Um, what about Kayvon Thibodeau? I've seen multiple mocks now where he falls outside of the top 10 into that 12-13 range. If you want to get another pressure player and somebody that you can pair with Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons, if you get an elite pass rusher there, is that intriguing enough for you to give up your second-round pick? That's a big swing, man. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's a real boomer bust situation because – you know, Thibodeau, if he's falling out of the top 10, there's reasons for that, right? Like, I mean, I think there's questions about how much he loves football. I mean, I, I think it's mostly just, you know, it's nonsense. People not understanding uh, the, uh, the kids these days is what, is what that is more than anything. But I, I would say that there, I mean, listen, there still is some risk there. Um, and I would say the difference too is that you're taking a risk at a position where, you don't necessarily need to draft an edge player to get to yourself to a, a good spot at the position. Right. And you're still leaving yourself open at yes. guard and wide receiver while having given up 
extra picks to go up and get this guy. It's true, so, but at the same time, if he hits, it's unbelievable. If it hits, you it can completely change your defense. Right? Absolutely. If you have if you've got Thibodeau, Parsons, and Demarcus Lawrence as your trio of playmakers in your front seven, all of a sudden we're having a completely different conversation about the Cowboys, the franchise, the direction of the defense. You know, because that would be very intriguing for me. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's the thing. It's a very big boomer bust thing because. You know, if Thibodeau is is lackadaisical or just it, you know it doesn't fit or it doesn't work out, now you've wasted your first round pick. You've traded away a second round pick, and you did so without ever addressing the two spots you really mm-hmm. have needs for. So it's a big swing of the stick with big, obviously, results. But even if like even if everything goes well, like Thibodeau works and he's a, a fantastic player you still have holes that you're going to have to figure out a way to fill with out your first and second round pick. Uh, and you now, instead of having just one hole, uh, having filled the other one with either Evan Neal or another offensive lineman, you've got two holes and you've got two less, a- you're two less of your best assets sure. to fill them. So it's, it's, that would be tough. It's risky for sure. However, I could see a case where the Cowboys were, they come out of the draft and saying, Hey, we, we graded Thibodeau as the best player in this class. He got to 12 and it was just, too much value for us not to go up and get him. We believe with Dan Quinn coaching him, having him in our scheme where he can just tee off and go get the quarterback, he's a perfect fit. I know there's some some concerns about – I don't even know how to say this, but like his brand and all that kind it's, of off-the-field yeah. stuff. I mean, that's that's the appeal to the Cowboys is, right, is you can build your brand. So maybe it, maybe it wouldn't be an awful fit, you know, with somebody like Dan Quinn. I, I could just see that one paying off in a big way where you all of a sudden you get a top five pass rusher and it only cost you pick 24 and 56. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, there are definitely things you're going to have to work out, but if it, it could be a huge hit for you and if you can, you know, get comfortable with the rest of your roster and find a way to solve the rest of your roster while doing this, you've greatly improved your defensive roster and probably put yourself in striking distance of having one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. I mean, if you have Thibodeau on this defense next year, probably have a better defense than what you had at any point last year, right? Because I love Randy Gregory, but Thibodeau is just a more talented, better overall player. So uh, something to keep an eye on. I want to talk about trading up in the second round and what the Cowboys could potentially do with Lena. But before we do that, Tell you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
All right. I actually believe the Cowboys are more likely to trade up in the second round because it just makes it, it seems like it's more palatable to do this, right? If, with, if you have one specific guy that you really like or whatever, they've got the draft picks to do that. Well, question well, is just, just, just simply trading, simply trade into where the, the, there's more stock, right? To trade so. into where the value is better. I, I think that's the issue with trading up into the first round is that everyone, the one benefit you couldn't get from trading into the first round is that it might be cheaper this year than normally because yes. no one wants to trade into the first round. So you might be able to get up there for cheaper than you normally would. But I would say that the general thought is that you should trade into a spot where the there's the most value. And that's really where a trade up from in the second round makes the most sense. Don't you think? Yeah. So if you trade picks 56 and 88 on the trade value chart, that puts you up to about 41, 40. And you might even be able to go up a little bit higher than that if you added a couple fifth round picks. But we've seen them do this before. We've seen them go up and get Sean Lee. We've seen them go up and get DeMarcus Lawrence. They are not afraid to trade up in the top part of the second round to get somebody that they either have you know, the last guy in a tier or somebody they had a first round grade on. So who are the names? What are the positions? Because I – I don't feel like guard is a position they would trade up for. What do you think? Well, I think it depends. You know, I mean, I think, you know, Tyler Smith is someone that they could potentially trade up for because he kind of falls into that range in most of these picks. They clearly like him. And then much like the kind of Evan Neal situation that you mm-hmm. just discussed, right? Like you get a guard who gives you some guard snaps and then eventually moves out to tackle. And then you get another guard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that, you know, if they're, if they pick wide receiver, in round one, um, you know, I think you can get, get get some guys at guard at 56 that will be a uh, uh, good value uh, there, but that not necessarily a bunch of guys like you mentioned that you want to trade up for, right? Like, right. I mean, you, you talk about uh, Sam Lee or whatever, the guard from uh, Georgia. Uh, Jamari uh, Sawyer. Yeah, Sawyer. Sorry, yeah, uh, and 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 some of those guys that that you, you feel like are good fits, that kind of at fifty six. But I think if you're looking to trade up, uh, I would say that it might the, the 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 scenario that to me that makes the most sense is when you draft like Zion Johnson or Green at twenty four, and then you're trading up to try to get, uh, I mean, any Sky. Uh, you're Sky trying Moore. to get trade up yeah. to try to get uh, uh, you know the the Penn State guy yeah. or, or you know. So, so awesome. I think that there are, yeah. yeah there are some guys that like if you're looking to trade up from fifty six. Uh, the wide receiver specifically market. And th- this kind of goes back to what we've been talking about, right? Like the the sequencing usually points to it being a better situation to draft a guy, uh, a wide receiver at 24, because by 56, a lot of those wide receivers have, you know, the, have sure. made their run and they're gone. If you're trying to trade up before that run happens, 40 might be a good, 40, 41 might be a good spot to yeah. do it. You can still get one of those back end of the first round wide receivers and be happy. I also think there's a chance that they could trade up for a position that maybe we haven't really highlighted. Like, I, my gut tells me, Lana, that they're not going to draft wide receiver guard with their first two picks in one order. They're going to they're going to go a different direction, right? Because it seems like they always go a little bit different direction than what strictly the needs tell us, right? They're going to take somebody who they have really created highly. So if Devontae Wyatt, the defensive tackle from Georgia is sitting at pick 36 and the Cowboys had a top 15 grade on him. I wouldn't be surprised at all. If the Cowboys go up and get somebody like that because he can be a pressure player, you know, 
or if there's a corner that they absolutely love and they think that he is a upgrade over uh, Kelvin Joseph, or it's a corner that could play in the slot as well. Uh, I think those are options, but I, I think you identified the right guy, Tyler Smith. I think that's a guy that I could see them saying, Hey, yes, he's a left guard force in year one, but he could potentially be our left tackle down the road. That's why we're more comfortable trading for him rather than Kenyon green. Who's probably just a left guard in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, there is something to the idea that Kenyon green obviously has played all, all those spots at a very high level at the sec. But I think as far as where you want them in the NFL, uh, can you put Kenyon Green out at right tackle if you need to? Yeah, maybe Probably. so. Um, but would you want him there for like more than just a sub in for the game? Maybe not. You know, maybe right. you'd rather have someone else. I think with Tyler Smith, you get a guy that you know uh, has the tool set that you want to develop into mm-hmm. a starting left tackle. Uh, and and while he's developing that tool set, uh, he can mitigate some of his problems inside a guard and give you good snaps there because he is a finisher. He's a physical player. Uh, and I think that there's value there. So I tend to agree with you, actually. You know, we kind of get into this mindset where um, we look at the needs that the Cowboys have and then we look to solve the sequencing of those needs uh, in the draft. And, and how do we get how do we get those guys that the Cowboys need in order to. Um, you know, to, to fit, fill these holes. And I think sometimes we do that while being a lot more myopic than the Cowboys front offices. You know, they, they are considering all options and they have more options uh, available to them because they know what the actual options are. Like we don't know, we're not privy to the phone calls that are made between GMs across the league. We don't know who's being shopped around at different teams. They may have a trade on the table for a player specifically that they will execute if they, you know, draft in a certain sequence that they like, right? Like maybe they go out and draft a guard and they're like, okay, cool. We got the guard we want. They call up, Hey, Tennessee. All right. We're ready to uh, flip our, you know, second and or next year's second for, uh, uh, for AJ green. I mean, so for AJ, uh, uh, Brown, uh, Brown. Green Browns, you know. That's just that's an example. I never, right? I never noticed that the, 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 they're both AJs with different colors. Than yeah. the but yes, that just is an example, right? As as, yeah. as someone who we're not fully privy to to exactly who is available out in the NFL as far as for trades, whereas the GMs are. So they have kind of a different mindset. So I think that certainly is possible that uh, something like that could be in the works where. Yeah, they go and get the guy they want in the first in the first round. They draft someone that kind of makes us scratch our head in, in the second round, and then day three we find out that they flipped a pick for a guy that that is a starter or third wide receiver. Or something we're all fine. Or I think another thing that needs to be considered: um, the compensatory formula for free agency ends the day after the draft. And we actually saw this a couple of years ago with the Cowboys signed uh, Daryl Worley. Now this is a bad example of a player not working, but they had a deal in place. And they just didn't announce it until after the draft to save them from the comp formula, right? So maybe there's a maybe there's a defensive end out there right now. Maybe it's Melvin Ingram that they said, "Hey, we're going to sign you. We'll just wait till after the draft, so it helps us out. We'll give you a little bit more money if you wait." If maybe they have stuff like that already lined up. Uh, I got one more player that could be interesting. Yeah. yeah. What if Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah, is available at like 35? Could you see the Cowboys trading up and getting him and being like, you know what? This is our weak side linebacker for the next four years. We've got Van Der Esch on a one-year contract. He can be the guy that can match up against tight ends for us. 
Uh, it's a cheap contract, and hey, it's another front seven player that we can move all around. He's the third yeah. for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they're certainly interested in him. I, I just, you know, trading up for a linebacker. Oh, I get it. We've done it I before, it. but it's just, you know, I, I listen, I guess, you know, you're not wrong. Yes, I, I wouldn't be surprised because the truth of the matter is they have a first-round grade on him. They clearly like him. Um, you know, it's – and you mentioned it before, the Sean Lee situation, right? Like it's – they've done that before. So uh, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't love it necessarily, um, but I would really only not love it because of the trade, not necessarily the pick. Right. You know now, what I'm saying? But if the Cowboys came out of the first round of the first two days of the draft, let's say with pick your offensive guard, let's say Zion Johnson and Devin Lloyd, that's pretty. Those good. are two starters that you probably graded inside your top twenty-five players that are, you know, pretty talented at least. Yeah, it's just yeah the value in terms of the positions you're drafting isn't great but those are high but that's also players. that's also changing too it sure. feels like the line, linebacker is a position that is actually coming back more into vogue you know because of the way the teams are playing football you know so well, you know you're playing shell coverages you need linebackers underneath who can uh p- cover and sure. run, play the run in equal measure so uh suddenly you need those kind of linebackers. and maybe the thought process is hey if we draft Devin lloyd and we've got van drush this year and we've got jabril cox coming back from injury those three combined with J. Ron Curse probably gives us a good enough linebacker core where we can use Micah Parsons more as a pure pass rusher. So this is actually helping two spots. Again, would we love it? I don't know, but I could certainly see that being a possible uh, trade trade up scenario for the Cowboys. So, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think again, like we may not love the trade, but I would, I would love having Zion Johnson and Devin Lloyd as, as their ter- first two picks. That would be, that would be great talent acquisition. All right. It's uh, another uh, edition of a mock draft Monday uh, here in the lockdown Cowboys podcast. But before we get to that, I should tell you guys about built bar this time of year, almost everybody has given up on their new year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better. Thanks to built bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, with most Built Bars only containing 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and it's not even a contest. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Mock Draft Monday. This one comes from our guy, Eric Crocker, at Locked On NFL Draft. At pick 24, he has the Dallas Cowboys selecting Kenyon Green, guard from Texas A&M. I've Pretty common pick that you're seeing now in mock drafts. It seems like that's the guard that a lot of people are identifying uh, for the Cowboys. He had uh, Zion Johnson going to New England uh, just a couple spots ahead of them. 
Uh, Kenyon Green, if he's the pick at 24 for the Cowboys in a couple of weeks, what are your thoughts? I like Kenyon Green. You know, I, I think if he's the pick at 24, you, you know, you're happy with. Look, we, you know, again, and I think we talked about this last year too. Uh, there have been years before where the Cowboys, you know, you, you assess the Cowboys draft situation and you don't love where their floor could be, meaning yeah. you don't love where the worst case scenario happens to you uh, and, and and you feel nervous that it's kind of a, 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 a gambit of picks. You have yep. to make, make it through in order to get even a decent pick. I think for the Cowboys this year, like, you know, you see more and more the guys that are drafted regularly and uh, for the Cowboys are all, very solid options for them. And I think Kenyon green represents kind of the floor for that pick, but I don't, but again, I don't mean that in a, in a negative connotation. I think that Kenyon green is a, is a good solid player. He would fit exactly what they need uh, as a, as a guard in the fact that he's a stout player who moves his feet. Well, he sticks, stays on blocks. He buries folks. Um, You know, I think, and I think he can give you some snaps outside if you needed him to. So, uh, I, I've, you know, I think we've kind of talked about a lot sexier picks at times. We've talked about go- guys that maybe uh, we would hope would fall to us, or, or we've talked about the sequencing and about how drafting a wide receiver in the first round may help you a little bit, a little bit further down the draft and getting what you need. But I also think that we shouldn't be throwing our pins at all. If Kenyon Green is the pick, he's a solid pick. He's a guy that will come in and give you. Uh, a lot of what you were lacking as far as girth and strength up in the mm-hmm. middle uh, at, at the guard position. And I think that those are things that will make an immediate impact on this offense uh, and, and, and hopefully not only just help in the run game, but obviously give Dak a more stout pocket and more time to throw the football. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be a really smart pick. The Cowboys love drafting offensive tackles and kind of moving them into guard. Right. And I know green played a lot of guard in college as well, but that's one thing that they really care about is guys that have the feet to play tackle in college who they can move inside of the NFL and still have really good feet between Zach Martin, uh, Lyle Collins, Connor Williams was a tackle at Texas. Uh, David Arkin way back in the day. I know that one didn't (laughs) work out, but they love, they love college offensive tackles. They can move into guard. I think the only difference here is, they don't have to worry about power issues. Like Connor Williams yeah. clearly needed to get stronger. It's not really an issue with Kenyon Green. I mean, he's going to be NFL ready day one when it comes to power. So I I like Zion a little bit better, but would not complain at all about Kenyon Green at 24. I, I'd be actually very, very happy with that pick. Yeah, again, I agree. I agree. I, I think I would pick – I would prefer Zion Johnson, but I think that, yeah, what, what the message I'd like to get out there is that just because we prefer Zion Johnson doesn't mean we wouldn't be Correct. thrilled with 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 uh, with Green because I, I absolutely would not I think he'd be a great fit for the Cowboys. It, it kind of reminds me last year, like we really like Patrick Sertan, both yeah. you and I, but yep. we would have been fine if they took J.C. Horn at ten, right? Like that was they were both really good players at the same position. We just had a preference, but both guys are going to be good corners. Now. Cowboys didn't get either one of those guys, and I think they're okay. But <laughs> they ended up getting the guy that you were the most afraid about getting, if I remember correctly. But it ended up yes. working out okay. Yeah, yeah, I was very, very afraid because I just—I mean, we, we don't have to talk about this. But they, we don't have to get like, in that whole thing. But look, yeah, I mean, just, the, 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 the pro- part of the problem with how, how you know—and again, just as a as a kind of cautionary tale for this, right—is especially last year, and especially with a guy like Micah Parsons. We didn't. We weren't privy to a ton of the information that was there. No. You know, we didn't have like there very little college tape. 
we weren't aware necessarily of all that he could do as a pass rusher. The Cowboys, the coaches had a lot more insight there than the media coaches, media folks did because of the year off of a lot of yeah. different things. So, and, and you wonder how much would Micah been used as an edge rusher if Demarcus Lawrence didn't get hurt in Week One and Randy Gregory didn't miss Week Two because of uh, uh, was it COVID at the time, right? Like they kind of locked it. I don't want to say locked. That's the wrong word, but I, yeah. I'm not sure they knew what they had as a full-time edge rusher with Mike Parsons yet. I think they may have known that they wanted to do that because clearly even very early on in training camp, they were looking at him as a pass rusher and, and they talked about player. him as a pressure pressure player, but would they have actually put him on the field and thought that he was ready to do it? Probably not. Not the, not without the injuries yeah. that, that kind of played and forced him into that role. Uh, was it week two? It, I think was yeah, really when this started. It it would be a little bit like the Cowboys drafting Tyler Smith with the plan of him being at left guard, and all of a sudden they have to start him at left tackle because Tyron yeah. Smith gets and he dominates, right? That would be that kind of surprise. But uh, but overall, we, we'd be very happy with Kenyon Green at, at 24. I think at that point we start looking into day two and seeing maybe what receiver they could move up for, right? I agree. Yeah, maybe it's whether they can they got to move up to 40 like we just talked about to get a wide receiver. Uh, waiting to 56 seems pretty dangerous especially with the way these wide receivers seem to fly off the board yeah. in these but but I would say either that or 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 flipping a pick for an established guy that would probably be a, either one of those would be great solutions. Would you trade up for like George Pickens or Sky Moore or any of those guys? I'd probably trade up for Sky Moore maybe. I don't know about Pickens. I, I think I like Pickens, and I think that Pickens will be a good uh, uh, NFL wide receiver, but I, I would rather him fall to me at 56 than having to give up extra picks for someone like that. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with that. I think Sky Moore is a little bit more <laughs> – it's weird. I think he's probably more of a slot receiver, which I feel like Dallas might need a little bit more, somebody who's dynamic in the middle of the field. So I uh, would not be surprised if the Cowboys consider either of those, or maybe Dotson from Penn State is somebody yep. that they trade up for. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, subscribers have been going through the roof there. We're going to try to get to 5,000 before the draft. I know that's a big uh, ask, but help us out on YouTube. We want to get to 5,000 here over the next couple of weeks. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at Nicole BCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.